Hello and welcome to Brandy Podcast. I'm Brandy's Talking Brit, Jonathan Gallagher, aka Ms. Maisie Dubois, the master of ceremonies, mistress of mischief, and maker of magic. And today our guest is a man who started out as a guest mm-hmm, on a Brandy Europe cruise, and he ended up stowing away on many more trips because he loved them. No, 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 seriously. He ended up becoming a director of marketing. Please welcome Eric Perlgood. How are you doing? I am good. Happy to be here. Are you ready for an in-depth prodding? Well, oh, I hope so. I'm used to being the one who does the prodding on this podcast, so it's a little scary to be the bottom, so to speak, but you know, maybe you can teach me. <laughs> I'm sure you're a fantastic bottom, darling. So, how did all this come to pass, Eric? How did you end up as a director of marketing? Well, <laughs> in the spring of 2016, some friends... Uh, took uh, Sandy and I to a cocktail party. We live in Palm Springs. Um, and Brangie was holding this party at, at uh, this beautiful house. And um, it was this super nice party. I'd never heard of Brangie. It was this you know, lovely party. And I met one of the owners, Jeff, who was really sweet. And Sandy was like, he looks like a younger Anderson Cooper. <laughs> anyway, we threw our names into this bowl. And they gave away discount certificates for Brangie. And we didn't win a thing. <laughs> then about a month later, I get this email that says, congratulations, you won the $9,000 grand prize, a river cruise for two through France. <laughs> and mind you, I never win anything. So, you know, we were super excited. And we, but, but the only problem was we were supposed to go uh, to Hawaii for a friend's birthday at the same around the same time. Um, but the birthday trip started the day the cruise ended. So <laughs> we went to, and took the Brangie trip and then went flying straight to, you know, from France to Hawaii. But we totally loved the trip. I mean, people were super friendly. The ship was beautiful. It went from Provence to Burgundy. It was, it was amazing, you know. Um, and it was our first river cruise. And so we were like, wow, this is fantastic, you know, because we'd done tons of ocean cruises, but we'd never done a river cruise. And and certainly never an all-gay river cruise. Um, so uh, Jeff, that same co-owner who was at the party in Palm Springs, uh, he was on the trip, and and I got to know him a bit more because you know he sat with us at dinner one night, and we were together on one of the shore excursions and stuff. And I just really liked him. I mean, you know, Jonathan, he's just like as good a human being as you're ever going to meet. So anyway, on the last morning, I cornered him and I said, "You need my help." You're going to be hearing from me because, you know, like I said, when we went to the party in Palm Springs, I'd never heard of Branch. So when I got home, I put together a marketing plan for the company and they liked it. And we had a conference call and they hired me. <laughs> and this September, it'll, it'll be five years. So I got a free cruise and a job out of it. Congratulations. Well done. Well done. The, uh, I, I believe you're not the only guest this has happened to. No, actually, no, I'm not. Um, this adorable bunch of sunshine known as James Mayo was on a couple of Brangie Europe cruises with his husband. And James has this extensive background in, in theater production. And he started like identifying ways to improve the show experience. Um, and now he handles the sound for the performers on on most of the Europe cruises. So, you know, I mean, it's not like go on a trip, get hired by Brand but it has happened twice. Well, that's amazing. And uh, this is going to make lots of other people book Brand G cruises because they'll all be wanting to work with us. So, Eric, tell me, from one director to another, what does a marketing director actually do? Well, um, in, you know, in big companies, most marketing directors just you know, point a point a lot and yell at other people to do things. But, you know, we're a five man company. So I do all the things I'd normally 
be directing others to do, but let's see. Um, I manage all the social media. Um, I make all the video ads. I do the monthly newsletters. Uh, I write most of the website blog posts and articles for magazines, although you also do a lot of of website uh, blog posts. Um, I help put together our party events, like our in-person cocktail parties around the country and and our online events, like the Christmas party that we held this past December during COVID, which you were, it was you and I really that made that happen. And and then you and I spearheaded the redesign of the website. Um, And then there's, you know, there's lots of boring analytical stuff that marketing directors have to do and since it is so boring i won't get into it here you're welcome oh it's definitely not boring i love it i think it's one of those things people don't see what goes on behind the scenes and and the last time we were chatting i was saying how much work goes on to to produce one single trip and that includes the marketing and there's an immense amount of work goes into it and i for one you know i appreciate appreciate what you do it's amazing you're, you're a genius at it can you tell me so what is it like then to work for brand deviations well I, I think you would probably agree with me that, that brian and jeff who own the company are i mean they're just fabulous human beings i mean i i always say they rarely treat me like an indentured servant you know although they did ask me to plow the back nine once i'm not sure what they were referring to there um but it's it's honestly it's the happiest job I've ever had because you know they treat me like a peer, not an employee, and you know I know I can say pretty much anything to them. I mean they've stayed at my house, we've had parties together. I guess the best way to put it would be what you see is what you get, you know, because that that like warmth and and friendliness and all that that they project when they're on trips or when you're talking to them on the phone that's that's not a facade. That's just exactly who they are. Oh, you know, one more thing. I rave so much about this company, not just because I think the product is really, really great, but because it's run by people who just care, you know, I mean, even you, you're a total reflection of this brand because you give like 827% all the time. Wow. Thank you. I think, I think, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, Brian and Jeff are just two of the most amazingly wonderful, beautiful, creative, fantastic people. Uh, and of course, their extended their extended families. We we have all become one family, and and that's rare in business. So uh, I am like you, very proud to work uh, for Brand D Vacations. I agree, and that concludes the ask kissing part of the program, right? <laughs> yeah, kiss and tell. Uh, tell me, because I want to know. I'm not getting the same facts as you are. No, seriously. Uh, you know, people must think that you get lots of free trips. You're a marketing director. You write lots of blogs. It must be like, oh, let's send Eric to South America and let him write, you know, 500 words. Uh, come on. Is that what happens? Uh, I wish. You know, I mean, uh, unlike you, I don't do late night hosting my cabin, which would be uh, an, uh, another perk of the of the job. But uh, that's, that's the cruise director's job. Um, you know, honestly, you know, I think people think that all the time. That, that like Brangie just hands me free trips willy nilly for working for them. And uh, you know, as well as I do that, that is so not the case. I mean, um, not maybe that they wouldn't like to, but you know, the business model of 140 person river cruises or 40 person land tours is just way different than for a 3000 person ocean cruise where, you know, they always end up with some extra cabins, um, you know, in these smaller group kind of trips, every cabin counts. So you can't just hand out freebies. I mean, you'd end up working the corner, right? And neither one of us wants to go back to that. So, um, you know, there are, trust me, there are other perks. Like, you know, I, I, I get to know uh, just like you do, like which 
what trips are coming up way in advance, which is really nice for planning because I'm a total planner. <laughs> and, you know, Sandy's and my lives are complicated between work schedules and, and family and all those things, you know. And so getting to know 18 or even 24 months out, like what's coming down the line um, is super handy. Absolutely, absolutely. The, uh, Eric, you know, you know each other fairly, quite, no, fairly well now. Uh, and, you know, I've delved into your porthole, as many people have. Uh, but although I know you, do you want to tell all our listeners, what is your background and, and how did you get into travel? I know you've explained a little bit about doing the trip, but why, what about, why are you enthusiasm for travel and for vacations? Well, I spent most of my adult life now in uh, in TV marketing, promoting TV series and trying to get into Emmy Awards after parties and you know, stuff like that. But uh, ever since I was a teenager, I wanted to travel the world. And and when I was in college, I worked for three years for this big corporate travel agency. And I got to take what they called fam trips, which I'm sure you probably know what those are because you used to work for British Airways. They're, they're, it's, it's a short an acronym for familiarization trips. Um, and, you know, they, they, they gave those to travel agents so that you could familiarize yourself with a particular airline or a destination or whatever. And, of course, you know, at the time, I'm 21 years old. It was really more like an, an opportunity to party in London or the Cayman Islands or wherever. But, um, oh, I once flew back from Europe in, uh, in business class on British Airways. And at that time, I think they have upstairs and downstairs business class now. But at that time, business class was all just that smaller up, upper deck on 747s. And um, on this particular flight, my friend Barb and I were the only passengers up there. So this this um, male flight attendant, just he just kept the drinks coming. And whether he was being super accommodating and didn't have anything else to do or whether he just wanted to knock us out, I'm not really sure. But either way, we were so tanked when we landed that I thought they were going to arrest us at customs. But it was it was a blast. But all those times were so much fun and, you know, but working at that travel agency just like totally wet my appetite for travel, you know, and after uh, my husband, Sandy and I got together, we just really started traveling in earnest. So, you know, I had a lot of knowledge and experience when the brand G came along. So between that and my marketing background, it just kind of was, a, I guess, a, a pretty decent fit. Listen, Eric, you're also an author. Not, uh, I don't know how many people know this. I, I didn't know when I first met you that you're a, a very accomplished author. Uh, people now are going to be Googling you right away, and at least uh, you will come up and they'll know. So how did how does that happen? How did you become an amazing author? Well, uh, I've always been a writer. I mean, I start out, you know, like in junior high or high school, like writing insults that I'd pass to the girls in class, you know, like your boobs are so big, you can keep the 18 sailors afloat in a tidal wave or, you know, stupid things like that. And a few years back, I was working at a TV network and, and writing essays in my free time about my childhood. And a friend of mine said, you should get into my writer's group. So I did. And um, it was in that group, actually, that um, those essays became my first memoir, which is called Where's My Wand? One Boy's Magical Triumph Over Alienation and Shag Carpeting. Um, and then Penguin published it, and Sony Pictures and Adam Sandler's production company developed it as a TV series, which ultimately didn't get made. Don't get me started. Um, and then I wrote a second memoir called Excuse Me While I Slip Into Someone More Comfortable. 
Um, and now I'm working on a third book, um, which is also a memoir, but it's fictionalized. So it's a novel of my young adult years in L.A. Um, I lived with my fabulous gay cousin who owned this big event production company. He did parties for like the Grammys and the Emmys, blah, blah, blah. Um, at least I thought he was fabulous. And then I discovered that he was an alcoholic and then he got cancer. And I took care of him until just before he died. And it was really, really rough. So, you know, you know, tons of hilarity, <laughs> hijinks ensue. But uh, actually, he was one of the funniest people I've ever known. So uh, the book will be funny, sort of in between the heartbreaking stuff. And I think it's real life. You know, I, I just listen to you. I, I'm always fascinated listening to you. And I know your readers will be fascinated. Uh, so Make sure you run out and get one of Eric's books. <laughs> Can we plug them on here? Is that allowed, Eric? I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Just give me a quick shout out to your website address. Go on, Eric. <laughs> it's uh, Eric Poole, E R I C P O O L E dot net. No, that's a girl. That's a girl. No, moving on, moving on. I, you know, it, this is difficult, very difficult. There's an elephant in this room. It's and it's something so big that I cannot let it go. I know you had a birthday during lockdown last year. He's a survivor. He's a survivor. So, so come on, tell me, tell me, who does your plastic surgery? <laughs> um, yes, I, I had a I had a big birthday during COVID, which really sucks you know i i had literally made a graphic for my weekend of parties you know that i was going to have you know, like to send out a, like a save the date to friends and then covid hit good times you know but um hey listen i didn't die i know people who did so i got nothing to complain about um as for who does my plastic surgery uh what do i say it takes a village <laughs> no it's just clean living and little botox you know what mo doesn't need a little bow ah uh, that sums up Eric, clean living. Mm, okay. <laughs> well, for those of our guests listening of a nervous disposition, you may want to take a sip of something strong or even a little whiff of chloroform because I'm going in deep here. <laughs> Are you ready, Eric? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> brace yourself. Brace yourself. So, Eric, you have other duties for Brandy uh, Vacations beyond those of marketing director. Tell me more. Tell me more. I, I see what you're getting at. Um, well, I made the mistake of, of doing drag. Uh, and mind you, I'd only done it once before in my life um, on a Rhine River cruise in 2018. And, and it was there that my very glamorous alter ego, Erica Von Snatch, was born. Um, so now I have to do her on every cruise because, you know, beauty should be shared with the masses right <laughs> yeah whatever yeah and erica i have had the pleasure of meeting erica on a few occasions and she's a gal i think your alter ego Maisie knows something about that <laughs> yeah, yeah i think erica stole her earrings once didn't she <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just the earrings trust me <laughs> did you did you steal her dignity also <laughs> yes oh bless her god bless her <laughs> yeah we we've had some moments and I think what you were saying earlier about, about the, what happens in a brand G cruise, and that's part of it. You know, it's not compulsory drag or anything, but, you know, it's just fun and relaxed. And, and people do things that they might never have done. And 
it's it's just so sociable and so wonderful. Was that your experience? Oh, unquestionably. That's that's part of why I I enjoy these trips so much. I mean, you know, we we had done like RSVP cruises and stuff like that, but there's something about this smaller group experience because you really get to know people and and you know brian and jeff early on and now once they brought in you even more so that um have have made it so the the whole essence of the brand is just that warmth and sincerity and and relaxed you know fun and 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 i think you guys have done such an amazing job at making people feel warm and welcome and i I think we all do I, i think we all do uh so you've done, I mean, I, I, I don't know, without looking up systems, I don't know how many trips you've done now, uh, but what, do you have a favorite or do you have a favorite at that time you want it? Wow. Hmm. Um, well, all right, let's break it down I, uh, into maybe land tours and river cruises. Cause I'd say for land tours, my favorite was Africa. Um, it's just, so unique and it's just you know it's absolutely amazing to sit in an open air jeep 10 feet from a lion you know who's who's looking at you like you're a buffet it's just a totally totally life-changing experience you know i people talk about that all the time and you can't really understand how impactful it is until you do it you know and jonathan i think you're like me i i am not a camper so you know like i was not looking to sleep in a tent and pee in a bucket and you know crap like that so um the nice thing about like the Africa trip that we did with brand G was it's totally five star. So, you know, you have these amazing tented villas with air conditioning and like every possible luxury. Oh, Oh, and I love the array of different experiences too. You know, I mean like, uh, Victoria Falls in Zimbabwe and Cape town, which is super sophisticated and cosmopolitan, you know, so you're getting like all these different kinds of experiences in, in one trip. So that was probably my, like my favorite two weeks ever. Um, although I'm also really looking forward to doing the Amazon river cruise in Machu Picchu, uh, this November, I've heard amazing things about that one too. Um, but then for river cruises, God, that's a toss up. Um, but I'd say my favorite was probably the Christmas markets cruise through, uh, Germany and Austria. We'd been to those countries before, but, um, I, I, I don't know if you've done this or not, but at, at Chris, oh yeah, you have at Christmas time. Um, with all the decorations and the Christmas markets, it's it's like living in a freaking fairy tale for a week, you know. And and um, the ship was this brand new Amadeus ship that was just gorgeous, you know, because their ships are all super contemporary and they're really really well done. And um, on that trip, we got twelve friends to go with us, and you know what that's like. I mean, getting all those people together at one time will probably never happen again. So you know, it was just super memorable. So I'd say those were my favorites. I definitely remember the Christmas markets. That's when you stole my earrings. (laughs) Seriously, I think that was every trip is special and every trip is amazing. And the Christmas market, the the Christmas market trip was one that was just a community. It was. It was just a whole bunch of people, and the people made the trip. Of course, scenery was spectacular. The ship was spectacular. Everything was just five star and stunning. But there was something about celebrating. Christmas and that festive season, however you, whether you celebrate or not, it was just a beautiful, uplifting experience. Without a doubt. The, you were talking about Africa and Africa has a special place in my heart. I mean, for me, India and Africa are two places that I think everyone should visit. And I'm sat here in my office talking to you thousands of miles away, but I have, I have three pieces of art on my wall. Uh, and I don't even know who they're by. I bought them in a, a market. 
uh, kind of like flea market in South Africa maybe 30 years ago, and they're just so uplifting. And every time I, I look up my desk, I, I see Africa in my office. So it, it's kind of amazing. So I'm with you in Africa. It's just beautiful. And, and India as well. I'm not sure. Have you have you been to India yet? Is that one of the places you've you've no, and it's on our list. That's one we definitely want to do. It's just been a matter of scheduling. You know, that's that's the biggest, that's the hardest thing for us because, you know, uh, between Sandy's and my work, you know, it's hard finding those blocks of time where we can both get away. So. Are you just rubbing in the fact that you have a husband again? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Get on you. You go, girl. You go. <laughs> so, the obviously, I've been out to Palm Springs uh, for one of our amazing parties that you organized. Uh it was phenomenal. And so what's it like living in Palm Springs? I mean, it must be a struggle with all the poverty there. And, you know, it's just so barren. You never see a swimming pool or a palm tree. How, well, how do you cope? It It is tragic. I mean, I should probably get a Purple Heart. Um, you know, I lived in L.A. for 20-some years, and I loved it. But the, the traffic makes you want to pull out a gun. You know, I mean, I always remember this comedian <laughs> talking about being stuck in traffic on the freeway and yelling out his window, somebody better be dead up there. You know, and it's, and it's a horrible joke, but you really do feel that way sometimes because there's just no rhyme or reason to the traffic, you know? So um, anyway, Sandy and I had had a place in Palm Springs for a long time. And uh, when we got to the point where we could both work from home, we were like, let's get the hell out of here and live in Palm Springs. And of course, thanks to COVID, a lot of people are doing that, you know, um, but it was it was like the best move we ever made because, you know, you know this from being here. Life is just easy here. You know, um, nothing, nothing is a struggle. And, you know, I have friends who who've moved from like Manhattan to upstate New York uh, who say the same thing. You know, you just get tired of the struggle. And, and Palm Springs is just two hours from L.A. So, you know, we go in all the time for the Hollywood Bowl or, you know, the Amundsen Theater or to see friends or whatever. And um, so we still, you know, get our fill of the LA experience, but we don't have to deal with all that, you know, day to day BS. So I'd say, you know, Palm Springs is, you know, you know I'm always trying to get uh, Jeff and Brian to move here, you know, and, and make uh, Palm Springs the uh, branchy headquarters, but I haven't succeeded yet. But, you know, I, I, I feel like it's just a different kind of beautiful than, than Scotland where you live, which is gorgeous, but you know, they're different kinds of beautiful, but we love it. Oh, Hey, speaking of Scotland, I can't wait to hopefully, actually see your actual house um, when Sandy and I do the Scotland trip next year because um, Dumfries where you live looks just almost as beautiful as you. It's uh, sky. Well, yeah, I'm proud of my, my home country. It's stunning. It's absolutely stunning as are many places around the world. And that's why we love travel. I think, just before we finish up here, I think I have to say, you know, sometimes people might be listening to this and thinking that, oh, my God, they sound so privileged and they just travel everywhere. But, you know, I think uh, maybe in one of our future podcasts, we should discuss uh, all the, the ethical work that Bandy does and, and how we look after different charitable organizations. And, and in places we go, where we basically try and make a difference to the lives of people in the countries where we visit. I completely agree. I think that's such an admirable part of this brand. And I, I was so impressed by that from the get-go. Well, that wraps up this podcast. We look forward to sharing our tawdry stories with you soon. Take care. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Jonathan. Great to talk to you.